Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Tuesday, November 17th. I'm Andrea Linares. These are today's headlines. The coronavirus crisis escalating here in the United States. 166,000 cases reported on Monday, and more than 70,000 remain hospitalized, while Moderna becomes the latest drug maker to mark significant progress in the development of a vaccine. President-elect Joe Biden joining the cause of medical experts, suggesting that President Trump's refusal to concede and speed the transition to a new administration could hamper vaccine distribution efforts. This as President Trump still refuses to concede the election, and his campaign continues pursuing legal challenges in Pennsylvania. This and much more today on You News, transmitting live from our newsroom in Miami. Hello and welcome to You News for Tuesday, November 17th. I'm Andrea Linares. We begin with the latest on the pandemic. In the U.S., infections are soaring in every region. The average of daily cases stands at almost 150,000, and 23 states are reporting record hospitalizations. This, as hope for a vaccine approval soon grows, Moderna now the second company to report positive results. Lorraine Caceres has more. Coronavirus cases soaring across the country. One million cases reported in just the last six days. That's about 100 Americans diagnosed every minute. Among the hardest hit, South Dakota, where the governor has consistently resisted public health measures. The seven-day average positivity rate stands at almost 60% in that state. Even after positive results come back, some people just don't believe it. Meanwhile, in North Dakota and West Virginia, a mass mandate is now in effect. And I strongly urge, strongly urge us all to wear a mask. That's all we got to go on right now. In Utah, ICUs are nearing capacity. Frontline workers from New York, once the epicenter of the virus, are now headed there to help. I think us coming in has really shown the Intermountain nurses, you know, we are here to support you. We have your back just like you had ours. In the East Coast, cases in Philadelphia have increased 700% in the last two months. Starting Friday, indoor dining will be banned, gyms and museums closed, and youth sports canceled. It means no indoor parties, group meals, football watching groups, no visiting between households. No indoor weddings, funerals, baby showers. Out west in California, the governor is now warning a curfew is possible, reimposing restrictions in 40 counties, cases they are doubling in the past 10 days. This is simply the fastest increase California has seen since the beginning of this pandemic. And as states brace for a difficult holiday season, promising news emerges on the vaccine front. Moderna reporting its vaccine is more than 94% effective, according to early data. It's one of the greatest moments of my life and my career. It is uh, absolutely amazing to me to be able to uh, develop this vaccine and see the ability to prevent symptomatic disease with such high efficacy. The Moderna vaccine trials show that out of 15,000 people who received the vaccine, only five got sick with the virus. This is the second vaccine to be more than 90% effective. The first, Pfizer. President-elect Joe Biden issuing a stark warning as President Trump refuses to concede. Biden saying allowing the transition of power to begin is a matter of life and death. More people may die if we don't coordinate. 
Biden addressing the skyrocketing number of new coronavirus infections across the country, saying he's making the crisis a priority. If we have to wait until January 20th to start that planning, it puts us behind over a month, month and a half. And so it's important that it be done, that there be coordination now. So far, Biden's team is being blocked from receiving sensitive information and coordinating with agencies. The White House has said its pandemic plans are publicly available. However, health experts on the president-elect's coronavirus advisory board claim that's not enough. We need to be in the room or at least in the Zoom meetings with Pfizer and Moderna as well as local and public and state public health departments. We need to be in those discussions now so that there is a seamless transition. But for now, the president continues claiming the election was rigged against him and challenging the results in court, even as his legal team hits dead ends, failing to present any evidence of fraud or overturn a single vote. Meanwhile, as Georgia's recount is underway, more than 2,600 ballots in Floyd County that had not been tallied were found during the process. The counties just didn't upload one of the files. It was just an error on their part. It, would have, it was scanned properly, it was tabulated properly, but then that total was not added up to the county totals. Georgia's Secretary of State, a Republican, also claims he's facing pressure from his own party, including Trump ally Lindsey Graham, to toss out votes. Well, he asked if the ballots could be matched back to the voters, and then he, I, I got the sense it implied that uh, then you could throw those out. Uh, for, and he really would look at the counties with the highest um, fr frequent error of uh, signatures. But Graham denies this allegation, calling it ridiculous. I never said that. I said, do you have power as Secretary of State to require bipartisan verification of a signature? Because right now they don't. Though President Trump alleges voter fraud, the newly found ballots in Georgia will likely do little to close a 14,000 vote gap with President-elect Joe Biden. Meanwhile, President Trump's lawsuit in Pennsylvania heads to court today. His campaign is trying to stop the state from certifying the election results. Edwin Pitti has the latest on the president's legal challenges from Washington, D.C. Edwin. Andrea, a hearing on the Trump campaign's federal lawsuit seeking to prevent Pennsylvania officials from certifying the vote result remains on track for Tuesday after a judge quickly denied the campaign's new lawyer's request for a delay. The Trump campaign wants to prevent certification of results that give President-elect Biden the state's 20 electoral votes, suing over election procedures that were not uniform across the state. Pennsylvania Secretary of State Kathy Bookbar asked to have the lawsuit thrown out, calling the allegations in court filings at best garden variety irregularities. After Pittsburgh lawyer dropped out of representing Trump's campaign on Friday, Philadelphia election lawyer Linda Kearns and two other Texas lawyers also withdrew yesterday. Camp Hill lawyer Mark Scaringi, a losing candidate in the 2012 Republican U.S. Senate primary, notified the judge he was stepping in, but did not get the delay he sought. The Trump legal challenge centers on how some counties let voters fix or cure mailing ballots that lack secrecy envelopes or had other problems. The president's campaign's lawsuit claimed counties' inconsistent practices violated constitutional rights of due process and equal protection under the law that resulted in the unlawful dilution 
or debasement of properly cast votes. Trump's campaign has also launched legal challenges, complaining that its poll watchers were unable to scrutinize the voting process. Many of those challenges have been tossed out by judge, some within hours of their filing. And again, none of the complaints show any evidence that the outcome of the election was impacted. It is important to know that for cases brought up by the Trump's lawyer in Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania were all withdrawn by his legal team. Reporting for you news in Washington, D.C., I'm Edwin P.T. Andrea, back to you. Thank you, Edwin P.T., reporting from Washington, D.C. In other coronavirus news, the Food and Drug Administration is warning people not to take plasma from those who have been tested for one of the experimental COVID vaccines. The FDA says there is uncertainty surrounding convalescent plasma for those in clinical trials. The agency issued an emergency use authorization in August for the use of blood plasma. The idea is that people who have recovered from COVID infections have plasma that is filled with antibodies against the virus and can therefore kickstart a patient's immune response. And the CDC says it's safe for new mothers to breastfeed even if they have suspected or confirmed a case of COVID-19. In new guidance released Monday, the CDC reported that breast milk is not a likely source of coronavirus infection. That's in a contrast to what the agency originally said last summer, when it was less sure it was safe. In the newly released guidance, it's recommended that breastfeeding women wear a mask. The child being breastfed should be quarantined along with the mother if she is suspected of having the virus. President-elect Joe Biden is still working on his White House team, despite obstacles from the Trump administration to block his access to sensitive information. Now, Biden says Trump's denial to accept defeat is affecting not just national security, but also slowing down the distribution of a COVID-19 vaccine. In other news out of Washington, the New York Times is reporting President Trump asked aides about an offensive strike against Iran last week. According to the paper, he expressed interest in targeting Iran's primary nuclear site during a meeting last Thursday. The International Atomic Energy Agency had reported the previous day that Iran's stockpiles of uranium had reached 12 times the 300-kilogram limit set by the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. That's the nuclear deal the U.S. exited in 2018. Vice President Mike Pence, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and military leaders reportedly convinced the president not to pursue a military strike. They cautioned an attack could easily balloon into a fuel-fledged confrontation. Meanwhile, the U.S. military is anticipating President Trump will send more troops home from Afghanistan and Iraq before he leaves office. According to two U.S. officials familiar with the matter, the Pentagon has issued a notice to commanders known as a warning order to begin planning for a drawdown. They say the formal order from President Trump could come as soon as this week. Currently, there are approximately 4,500 U.S. troops in Afghanistan and 3,000 troops in Iraq. The Pentagon and White House did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Sources say former Secretary of Defense Mark Esper was pushing back on a premature withdrawal from Afghanistan before he was fired last week. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you haven't yet... 
go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. And join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.